Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the first ever mini-sode of the Backwoods Radio Show. Now, we may skip a week here and there, but I aim to release one of these on most off weeks to help tide you over till the next main event. I expect these to vary in nature throughout the second season. Some may be urgent news updates, while others might be interviews with some of the characters who roam the bloodied streets of our pleasant little town. For today's minisode, I'll be diving into some of the lore behind Dogsnout County, specifically that of the Spore Zone, which I mentioned in last week's season premiere episode. As you all know, the Carlson Salvage Yard was forced to shut down last week after it was engulfed by alien plant life. This was the result of Bucky Carlson tracking extraterrestrial spores back to the salvage yard after he journeyed into the spore zone wearing improper attire. Today, I'll be telling you a little bit more about the spore zone and how it came to be. I hope you enjoy. I'm Squatch Ronson. And you're listening to a mini-sode of the Backwoods Radio Show. The Creaky Trees Forest is a vast woodland here in Dogsnout County, packed with thousands of rotted-out dead trees that tower over us like skeletal, melancholy giants too old and tired to leave their once-beloved homestead. The forest gets its namesake from the unnerving creaking sound that emanates from all the dead trees as they sway wearily in the breeze. While the Creaky Trees Forest is devoid of all life, Deep within its inner sanctum lies a lush greenery populated with beautiful extraterrestrial vegetation and alien flora, a place which we have come to know as the Spore Zone. It is truly a sight to behold and a breath of fresh air considering the lifeless forest that surrounds us. Well, perhaps breath of fresh air isn't an appropriate turn of phrase given the fact that the inner sanctum is riddled with toxic spores. At the heart of the spore zone is a towering, fleshy, phallic obelisk known as the Conduit, a strange being that sucks the lifeblood from the trees in the Creaky Trees Forest, which it then uses to give birth to toxic spores. Luckily, the spores themselves cannot germinate on their own without the use of a host. Any old animal vessel will do, but the spores are keen to the human lung. Upon breathing in the spores, the host will start convulsing violently before alien plants begin bursting from every orifice in their body, eventually enveloping said host in the alien flora and reducing their existence to a life of shrubbery. But it wasn't always this way. The Creaky Trees Forest was once an abundant sea of green, before the forest was ravaged by a devastating blight some 70-odd years ago, reducing it to the husk-filled graveyard of trees that it is today. The blight came in the 1940s after a mysterious organization known as the Cradle planted roots here in Dogsnout County. The institution touted groundbreaking medical technology that could alter the trajectory of humanity on a global level 
and theoretically skip our species forward some 2,000 years. Seeing the potential for the embetterment of Dogsnow County, the town leader allowed the cradle to break ground in the Creaky Trees Forest, which at the time was known as the Dogsnout Woodlands. After establishing their headquarters, the cradle was ready to get cracking on their experiments. But first, they would need a guinea pig. The town leader at the time was Duke Daddy, father of Mayor Mama. Reluctant to put one of Dog Snout County civilians in harm's way, Duke Daddy selflessly volunteered himself for experimentation. Unbeknownst to him, the procedure would bring an end to his tenure as town leader prematurely. As it turned out, the Cradle was not a selfless organization looking to improve the state of humanity. They had arrived at the tail end of the Second World War, and the leader of their organization was secretly a disgraced top Nazi scientist by the name of Herr Dressel. Bitter and defeated over his nation's loss, Herr Dressel made it his life's work to create a battalion of super soldiers to lead the battle in what would be the Fourth Reich. In order to accomplish such a feat, the Cradle planned to splice human DNA with alien DNA, having acquired such specimens by means of which are still a mystery to this day. As I mentioned before, Duke Daddy had volunteered to be their guinea pig, and the Cradle wasted no time. They injected Daddy with the extraterrestrial serum expecting the results to be gradual, a slow-moving process which they would monitor over the course of months or maybe even years. But things escalated swiftly. Upon administering the serum, Daddy began convulsing. Strange, root-like appendages ripped from the skin of his back, breaking through the concrete floor and embedding themselves into the dirt below. His body started to change, quivering and gyrating as he rapidly stretched and twisted into a giant fleshy obelisk and overshadowing the scientists below. Suddenly, all the plant life in the dog snout woodlands began to die, as if something were literally sucking the life out of them. Leaves changing from green to red to yellow to brown in the blink of an eye. Then, something happened to the obelisk. A slit opened up at its crown from which it vomited out hundreds of tiny white spores. The Nazis tried to run, but upon inhaling the spores, they were stricken with fear and agonizing pain as one by one, they each began violently spasming. Peculiar-looking flowers bursting from their mouths, bizarre weeds slithering out from their nostrils, otherworldly brambles blasting from their buttholes, all occurring in a matter of seconds before the Nazis were rapidly transformed into alien vegetation. In a matter of minutes, the obelisk was surrounded by an almost dreamlike greenery, 
a land which, until that very moment, might only seem possible in an abstract painting. Bamboozled by the incident and mourning over the loss of their patriarch, Dog Snout residents were reeling, unsure of what would happen to their tiny little town and more importantly, what might happen to them if the spores continued to spread. Seeing their desperate need for a leader, Mayor Mama stepped up to the plate to fill her father's shoes, which of course, I mean figuratively. Though, Mama very well could have done both of those things literally because she still had her legs at the time. That's how long ago this was. Mama recruited the top mines in Dog Snout County and together, clad in hazmat suits and respirators, they ventured into the conduit's domain to investigate. To their surprise, the spore zone appeared to be less of a threat than they had anticipated. The spores themselves didn't seem to migrate too far from the conduit, and so long as one was careful not to track spores outside the inner sanctum, it appeared that there was no immediate threat. Mayor Mama said her goodbyes to the giant phallic fleshy tower that used to be her father and went on her way. since, the Spore Zone has become something of a tourist attraction here in Dog Snout County. The Creaky Trees Township erected a large fence that surrounds the area with a single entrance on the east side. At said entrance is a concierge desk where you can purchase a disposable hazmat suit for the low price of $7, with which you can safely venture into the Spore Zone to gander at all of its glory. They even establish a little gift shop where they sell plants from the spore zone, as well as some of the spores themselves, contained in airtight, unbreakable mason jars, of course, and all the sales generated therein benefit Dog Snout County directly. The proceeds go towards the funding of pitfalls and bear traps to aid the citizens of Dog Snout County in the capturing of tourists. Before I sign off, Mayor Mama would like me to remind you all to never try and bypass the front gate and to always wear a containment suit when entering the spore zone. If your containment suit happens to tear while journeying through the spore zone, please head directly to the decontamination center where Sheriff Bo will greet you with a flamethrower with which he will use to decontaminate the planet of your existence. The Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends who also have a fucked up sense of humor. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.